巨実を切り裂いてそう手を仰いで飛び立ったとこしへ後悔も嫌もなく必然必然なるべくしてなる未来だそれゆえ Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy Comics Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Clay, and today I have noticed with a little bit of investigation that my audio has been sounding really, really weird. And the reasoning for that is I was attempting to clean up some stuff the easy way, quote unquote, and it was messing up my entire audio without me really noticing until somebody pointed out to me the other day. So, it looks like I will be cleaning up the audio the hard way, the longer way, but it is for good intentions of keeping really good audio for you guys. So, I do apologize for sounding like a robot for the past two or three episodes, but hopefully, this will fix everything in between. Now,、uh, of course, this is going to be our,、uh, our volume review of My Hero Academia Vigilante Volume Number Four. This is chapters 27 through 35. I had a lot of fun reading this. I actually read it just today.、Uh, I think I had only read like one chapter,、uh, which was 27. But really fun stuff.、Uh, it looks like we are moving when it comes to the、uh, whole investigation on Trigger.、Uh, we learn a little bit more. About、uh, Knuckle Duster, but also not really. So it's getting kind of confusing in that aspect, but we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Of course, yesterday you did hear me and Jake talk about Black Clover. We will be,、uh, well, I don't know if Jake will be there on Volume 2, but I will definitely be talking about Volume 2 next week as well. Now, as long as we catch up with My Hero Academia and Vigilante, Or the sooner we do, we can add stuff like、uh, Dr. Stone, right? Yeah, Dr. Stone and Demon Slayer and like all the other fan favorites that I really want to get a hold of. But with that, guys, I just want to say thank you for sticking with me, for listening to these shows.、Um, I know that I kind of jumped off of the DC Marvel wagon for a little bit,、uh, more so just because I've been enjoying. DC, like at a 15% rate, and Marvel. The only stuff I've been enjoying is like some small pocket stuff, and then, you know, just reading random stuff on the app, the old stuff,、uh, which I wasn't necessarily. Oops, sorry about that. My phone just went off. But、uh, I am. I, I am. Getting back into the groove with the Marvel stuff, and hopefully, this DC fandom that we will be listening or that I will be watching、uh, in just、uh, well, when you're listening to this tomorrow, it's going to be really, really fun. I really do hope that,、uh, that that kind of gets me excited to read DC books again, and hopefully,、uh, in return, I will、uh, go back to reviewing some DC books. But let's go ahead. And jump right into this with My Hero Academia Vigilante 
Volume 5, Chapters 27 through 35. Alright, so Chapter 27 is what we're going to start off with. Now, this one is basically just a recap of, you know, what our vigilantes are doing uh, after that whole mess uh, with the... Uh, with, you know, with everything that was going on with, with Trigger and the big festival that happened. This is just, you know, kind of getting us back on our feet with uh, Kochi... And, ooh, wait, I do remember her name, uh, Kazuho, which is, of course, Popstep, and, of course, Knuckle Duster. Uh, they are getting back into the groove of helping the citizens with uh, villains, and Knuckle Duster kind of just comes out of nowhere uh, on these three villains that they have to take care of, and then he's kind of just, like, leaving it. It kind of, it, it ends with uh, Knuckle Duster just leaving a, uh, through a, a alley, you know, a dark alley, uh, and little did you know that chapter 28, uh, for the remainder of what we will be reading, uh, from 29 to 35, Knuckle Duster is not to be found, and we'll get to that later, but, uh, his, uh, his brass knuckles and his mask, his bandana, were left at Kochi's apartment, and Kochi's like, oh, well, maybe I, he just wants me to clean them, and he cleans them, and, uh, we do notice that he is at the hospital with his daughter, his daughter seems to be very normal, um, she's, uh, doesn't seem to really remember anything that happened, but one thing that was very interesting is when she woke up, she said that her arm was numb. She couldn't feel it. And uh, when she asks uh, Knuckle Duster, of course her dad, uh, where mom is, he said that she couldn't be there with them right away. And it kind of does a flashback of where he was with, uh, with his wife. And she was moving the same arm. So... If you remember a couple chapters back, when he was visiting his wife, it looked like she had like some sort of thing happening with her eye, the same way her daughter was. I think they are connected in some weird way. I don't know if it's their if they have the same quirk and that's how they are connected, or if the mother has this special quirk that connects to her daughter. So it'll be very interesting to learn. Uh, but, uh, we do know that, uh, the festival was a really big hit, uh, uh, Kazuho has a lot of fan mail, she has a lot of pictures, uh, and she wants to, like, kind of show it off, and so, of course, she, she bought a bulletin board, and she's gonna, you know, put them all up, it's really, really fun, you see a lot of the pictures, they're really, really cute, they're really cute, really cool, um, but this is where, uh, 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 oh my gosh, Kochi is kind of uh, reminiscing on on Knuckle Duster and how like, oh, well, he was there a lot in the beginning, but this is now like a couple months, if not a year after the very beginning. So now he's like, okay, well, you know, he's not here a whole lot anymore, you know, but he kind of still feels like he's here. Uh, maybe it's because of a strong presence that he kind of impression that he left off. Uh, which is great for, for somebody who is wanting to teach these kids how to be a vigilante, how to protect others, you know, things like that. But in chapter 29, uh, we see uh, that 
Kochi is kind of setting the law because the one one cool thing is that like Kochi is being attacked by a, a pretty big like insectoid villain, and he needs to find help. Uh, of course, Captain Celebrity comes up, helps him out, and Captain Celebrity, being the douchebag that he is, he's like, "Hey, you know, you're kind of cramping my style. You're making me do a lot of hard work, and I don't appreciate that." You know, he definitely reminds me of a really dumbed down version of uh oh my gosh i forgot his name from the boys the 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 americanized hero i forgot his name uh to be completely honest but uh he reminds me of a really stupid version of him and he doesn't like being a hero uh if he's not paid for it if he doesn't get any kind of publicity for it or anything else he doesn't like being the hero unless it helps him uh and Kochi kind of sets the law in for him. He's like, hey, this is what we do. We're vigilantes. We're here to help civilians, blah, blah, blah. And this guy, celebrity, does kind of bring up a good point. He's like, okay, well, aren't you kind of being... Uh, why don't you be just a normal citizen if these things are too hard for you? And, of course, that is the hero mentality in Kochi to, to want to help out or whatever. But... Uh, 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 Makoto, of course, the the woman who was Kochi's professor, uh, the manager of Captain Celebrity. Uh, she is needing Celebrity for something. And, you know, they're kind of getting this mentality that Ko- Kochi's kind of getting this mentality of like, oh, well, uh, what what should I be doing you know, if it's if it's not being a hero or being a vigilante. And, you know, Kochi kind of thinks, oh, well, maybe I should carry a weapon like Master did. And uh, Kazuyo is like, oh, no, I, I think it's best that you don't because, you know, the last time you wanted to do that, it kind of it didn't end well. And he's like, okay, yeah, I, I get your point. Now, uh, in Chapter 30, uh, we do learn that... Uh, that uh, Makoto, uh, as Popstep's new manager, basically, uh, has done, uh, has gotten her a new show. Uh, again, being at some sort of like uh, rooftop or whatever, and so she's doing it a performance. Uh, we do have a midnight. Uh, is it midnight or midnighter? I think it's midnight. A midnight uh, uh, appearance here. I love her. She's amazing. Uh, and she notices Aizawa, and Aizawa's like, oh, I'm not here to enjoy the performance, I'm here for, I'm on, I'm on the job, you know, and so we see that it is uh, Detective, I wrote his name down here, Detective Tsutochi, uh, Su- Tsutachi, uh, of course is Makoto's brother, but, uh, you know, they, they talk about Trigger, of course, that's the investigation that they're doing, but more so, they now learn that uh, these new villains that have been popping up, the ones that look a lot bigger, the one that look, you know, they look a little bit more transformed, their bodies have now been modified to adapt to Trigger, and that's why they're not just transforming back to their normal selves. They're, they now have a semi-permanent change that has been done to them in order to uh i guess better uh process the trigger that's in their body uh 
And so uh, Captain Celebrity is not able to go to the show, uh, even though uh, everybody that was being a performer wanted him to, and he's, now he's not able to. Uh, so it's really funny. Kochi's uh, kind of thrown on stage and tries to be the the uh, the hero uh, uh, appearance. It's really, really funny. But uh, one thing is that uh, Celebrity and Ingenuum are actually doing a commercial uh, for a new highway or whatever, and a villain attacks them. This villain, at first I didn't recognize him, but he's actually the speed demon thing that Ingenuum was uh, running after like almost 10 issues back. And they recognize each other, and he's not able to really get him. So Captain Celebrity is trying to catch up to him. He finds it kind of a bother that this guy is so fast. And uh, he's actually going after uh, Kochi because Kochi was the one that kind of, you know, stopped him beforehand. You know, once he once they got onto, like, the ground level back when he was uh, first, when he first appeared, uh, Kochi and Knuckle Duster kind of beat the crap out of him. And so he wants to take his revenge on Kochi. He finds him at that performance and ends up taking him, but Celebrity does end up uh, stopping him. That's the end of that chapter. Uh, in chapter 31, we learn that uh, uh, Pop Step, uh, Kazuho, is actually on tour. You know, Makoto has been really, really good at being a some sort of manager for her and finding new performances uh, at other malls across Tokyo which I think is really, really cool. Now, uh, the really cool thing here is that Kochi is learning new things about his quirk. Uh, he does, in fact, almost miss the train with Kazuho, but uh, he tr ends up tripping and he falls onto the train, but he's able to like almost stick on. And so it, he kind of explains about how his quirk works in the, sen in the sense of like, being like he repels the ground and that's how he's able to glide but for some reason uh, he was able to stick and so he's able to do it again so he knows that it's not just an accident this is actually something that's gonna you know be a part of his his quirk now and uh, once they get off the train we do get an appearance by fat gum which i really really enjoy i love fat gum um he's a really cool guy um he meets our heroes, or technically our vigilantes. Uh, of course, they're in civilian closing. Uh, but uh, he ends up being, you know, undercover. Not really undercover, but he is working with Detective uh, Su uh, Zutachi as well. Uh, because even Zutachi is, is, is uh, from Tokyo. He, he is also at this new place watching over this performance. Because in some odd way, um, he is thinking that uh, maybe Pop Step has something to do with Trigger, which is very, very interesting. But we do uh, learn of a new character here. Um, uh, her name is uh, Kaniko. Uh, she is going to be a performer. She finds herself very, very funny. Uh, but it doesn't seem like everybody else does. Uh, which is part of the gag in the next few chapters here. Now, uh, we s do see Pop Step perform. Everybody does enjoy it. 
and they want to look around the mall. The, you know, uh, the really big thing about these performances and these festivals is that they're bringing more people to these malls. It's getting more uh, business, you know, which is really, really cool. So uh, we learn that uh, Kiniko is actually like helping this company do whatever. Uh, and she's like in this weird crab mecha suit thing. <coughs> Excuse me, that was gross. But, um, you know, she's she's having to do something with it. And so she is going on stage. And, you know, she quickly is like, oh, I, do, I don't think the food is really agreeing with my stomach. I have to leave. And this is where we learn. It's crazy. We learn at the very end that Kaneko is actually a police officer undercover. But before we learn that, we actually see Aizawa... Uh, doing some investigating on his own uh, with the detective. He's trying to learn the outfit of Trigger. You know, it's processing. It's like everything that goes into it uh, with these two guys. Uh, And they recognize that one of their own was the villain like two chapters before this, like in chapter uh, 30, I think. Right? No. 29, sorry, in chapter 29, this is chapter, uh, this is chapter 32, so three three chapters ago, but uh, we learn that everybody is really working hard to find out, like, how Trigger is being made, where it's coming from, and things like that, so we now, unfortunately, find out that uh, Popstep is is now being forced to use this crab mecha thing uh, because uh, Kiniko is not showing up. And we find that because she is heading down to uh, the processing of this uh, crab shipment, a frozen crab shipment. And, you know, so she runs out there and she's like oh hey guys because this is where she works you know she she works she's a cop but she works part-time at this at this crab this food place this retail place and they're like oh hey what's up you know because they're all employees they're all co-workers and she's like oh i'm just needing to look through this and she realizes that one of these boxes is categorized as deluxe d when there's only a deluxe a b and c and she realizes that the uh, that this one random guy is like, oh, hey, Kaneko, what's going on? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, you know, just, just you know, looking through here. Oh, by the way, who the heck are you? And he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just a part timer. What's going on? She's like, oh, nope, don't, don't lie to me. I know every part timer, and I don't recognize your face. And we recognize this as a new villain. Uh, he is super, super fast. Um, he is able to run right past her, stealing her gun. And she, you know, gives over the comms, tells the detective, that gum, all them, that like, hey, I think we found our villain. Uh, these ice packs that were here with the crabs, they're not actually ice packs. I think they're full of trigger. And so uh, Fat Gum comes into action. He is, you know about to, you know, throw down with this guy, and he initiates, he initiates this, uh, this thing on these crab cargo mechas, 
that we saw before uh, because that's what these co-workers are using uh, to, to throw in the shipment of the crap into this truck. Uh, he's taking control of them. And you realize at the very end of the chapter, like, oh, crap, Pop Step is still in one you know, over by the festival. And here in uh, 34 and 35, uh, Pop Step is still stuck in the Mecha Machine and uh, uh, Fat Gum and Kaneko are they're like okay we have to go help them out that's what we'll do and the detective runs after this villain and this is where it gets really really crazy because uh he's actually so fast that he uh where is it oh wait i'm getting a little ahead of myself i'm getting a little ahead of myself sorry um, Fat Gum and Kaneko go to save uh, Pop Step and Kochi. Now, Kochi, it's really, really cool. He's like, oh, man, if only I had my hoodie. And then he realizes what is on him. Uh, and when Fat Gum and uh, Kaneko are trying to catch up with, uh, with Pop Step, you know, Gum is saying, oh, he's, you know, I'm not fast enough. This is as fast as I can go, especially with you on top of me. And all of a sudden, the crawler, of course, it's Kochi, just zooms past them. And he's wearing a hoodie. And you find out later at the very end of the chapter that uh, what he had bumped into was a box full of hoodies because it was a retail shop. It's uh, it's official All Might retail or whatever. Um, so he bought like a special edition one, which we learn in the past that he always finds that he, whatever, wherever he goes... He looks for All Might hoodies that he's that he doesn't have in his collection. So, uh, really cool continuity here. Uh, I really love it. Uh, Pop Step doesn't really appreciate it because she doesn't think it's important. Because there's a possibility that this thing that is attached to her, uh, you know, could kill her, basically. But in chapter 35, which is the last chapter we're going to be talking about today, uh, this is where I was talking about the villain is so fast he's able to stop time. Uh, he realizes the guns that they were firing at him are all just rubber bullets. And so he, like, takes the gun away from people. He starts to shoot every single one of them uh, in their bulletproof vests, including the detective. And then he, like, basically keeps time going, and they just go flying. It is absolutely insane. Crazy. Uh, and we don't get to learn a name from this guy. We don't know who he is, you know or anything like even his face is kind of shadowed so we don't really get to see him all that well but Kiniko her quirk is uh uh it's like a, a snip and clip and she can do it between her fingers and between her legs which is absolutely terrifying like just imagine if she was wrestling and she didn't have control of her quirk <sighs> so terrifying but uh she is able to save uh, Pop Step and Kochi, but uh, while they're running away, because she said, "Oh, we need to run because it will explode," uh, Pop Step actually uh, trips, and so Kochi goes to save her, and they're not going to get away in time. They're definitely not going to get away in time. But that's where Fat Gum comes in, jumps on the explosion, and he uses his fat absorption, and so it says here. By burning off fat, he can contain any impact inside his body. And it says here, and then 
uh, he can impact release it. Which, of course, will make him into his low-fat fat gum, which is his normal body. Uh, which is, I, I, I always like when uh, when heroes that we see get to show off their power. Uh, you know, we got to see Fat Gum uh, use this in uh, the raid against Overhaul's gang uh, in the main story. So I really like seeing it here. And, you know... They eventually, like, Kochi, Kochi and, and Pop Stepper are just like, we should really get going. Things have really been made a mess of here. And so they leave because the guy that is in charge of, the, like, the retail shop that they were going to, you know, help with the mecha or whatever, uh, he sends them home. And <laughs> Kaneko and Fatcom are like, what are you doing? Like, why would you send them home? And he's like, oh, well, you know, the festival's kind of over and there's no reason exactly for them to stay here they don't work for me so i just sent them home they're like yeah but they were all witnesses to what just happened and so they're like oh crap but that's when they're like oh well they did leave something to help us contact them and the detective grabs the card and it's uh makoto's card which is his sister (laughs) so he's just like why is he why why is she working with vigilantes you know uh and so, you know, Kochi's really being an optimist here at the very end, saying, oh, you know, it, it was a pretty good day. And even freaking Kazuo is like, we almost died. Like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, well, let's go grab some souvenirs for everybody. And it's so cute. Uh, at the very end, the very last page, uh, we see uh, two empty bento boxes. And Kazuo and Kochi are just, like, knocked out on the train. They're exhausted. Everything that they just went through really, really, you know, tired them out. And I just, I just love, uh, it's, it's not a romantic thing, but they, they are cute together. I, I really do enjoy them, but that is the end of volume five. I really do enjoy this book. Um, I would like some recognition of them in quite possibly the main book or quite possibly seeing some of the kids in this book. Um, I think seeing it would help it integrate even more and I love the the uh seeing midnight seeing fat gum because you know of course for a while we were only seeing Aizawa and so you could easily say oh well it's not really in the same universe they're just using the same characters blah 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 but uh to really show that this world is connected using those heroes more than just one anyway is really really cool so I do enjoy that and I would, like I said, I would just really love to see there be a legitimate crossover of some kind. Uh, but maybe that's not how Shonen Jump works. I don't know. But with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you can, uh, please, if you haven't already, press that subscribe button. And uh, come follow me on Facebook. Uh, not on Facebook. I am not on Facebook. Jesus. On Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, at fanboy clay on both platforms and then the show has a page as well at fanboy comics podcast Uh, just search and you should find it there of course if you want to send in any show mail uh, any feedback you can always do it on those respective social media platforms as well as my gmail account that is fanboy comics podcast at gmail.com and with that guys Again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you guys 
tomorrow for the regular Saturday show. All right. See you later. You are saying,